Today's pod is brought to you by Waterfront Comics, located at 609 Main Street, Sassoon City, California. Open every day from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. So if you're looking for a gift for an avid comic book reader or a collectible for a friend, come to Waterfront Comics. John is the guy to see. And if you can't come in person, no worries. Waterfront Comics does ship to home via their email, waterfrontcomics at gmail.com. Hey everybody, this is James and Marco, and this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 58. Today we're going to be going over what we've been watching. We have a topic of the week for our most anticipated remaining films of 2019, followed by a review of the new DC film, Joker. And today we are joined by our special guest, Michael Parkham. Hey, Mikey. Hello. Hooray. As you guys know, uh, Mikey's been working on a um, banner for our page for the last seven months, so one day we'll get that. (laughs) So we, we brought him on board in order to put him on the spot yeah. and kind this of, our way of force it. his hand to give us the banner. <laughs> it's today. cool. He did change our logo. So, I mean, that was cool. It was on the 50th episode, eight episodes in. We we're just still waiting on the banner. Yep. It's fine. I have um, it. I just didn't give it to you guys. No, that's fine. Uh, Mikey, oh, though, all jokes aside, Mikey has done quite a bit here with our logo, like we talked about previously before, and he's also been our most featured guest. So, Mikey, this is our fourth time on the podcast. It's probably yep. just convenience because you hang out with us. So, uh, We also like your opinion, I guess, too. So You also watch all the movies with us, so... That True. Helps. I mean, I don't know why we didn't do this forward to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Um, without further ado, guys, let's get into what we've been watching. Hey, what you watching? All right, so let's start with you, James. What have you been watching? All right, guys, so I've been watching a couple things here. Quite a bit, actually, since the last time. Because uh, last time we actually didn't even talk about it because we did a marathon. Right. Um, Marco and I jumped in with the... Uh, <laughs> Rambo Marathon. Oh man, it feels it like was, a, it feels like it was two years ago. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. it felt like it took two years to watch all those movies. Yeah, it was one of those kind of like, okay, this is weird. Um, I actually am going back right now. I'm watching all of Futurama. So that is the um, animated show created by Matt Croning, the creator of The Simpsons. A little old school. I like it. Yeah, I've always actually wanted to watch all of these because I know, I mean, it's doable. It's not one of the... The Simpsons, I think, is too much. I've always wanted to actually go back and watch every Simpsons episode. There's so many, though. Dude, I feel like that would take me, like... I'd be, like, two years in. I'm like, yeah, I'm still wa- still watching The Simpsons. I burned mean, it's, it's as fuck. also hard to continue after about, like, season six or seven. That's what I mean. I mean, for The Simpsons, I think I watched probably the first ten seasons, probably. Yeah, that's a... That's a stretch. Yeah, I think... I mean, I stopped in the mid-2000s, probably, or right around high school. Because I, I remember st- I used to watch all the reruns. I stopped right after the movie. Uh, I think I made it to the movie, yeah, just about. Yeah. Or maybe not even. Like, I might have not watched a season or two leading up to that. And then something just felt so different after the movie, and I'm like, this this just doesn't... I just didn't... It's not... I just wanted... To, I think at the time, I think I was more into, like, South Park and Family Guy. Yeah. And I was like, I want something more raunchier. Yeah, Family Guy was taking over the market and was actually getting a lot of attention. Yeah, because, so. I mean, Family Guy got canceled, and that came back. So, I mean... So, anyways, Futurama, though... Um, I've always wanted to watch it, and I'm pretty sure I've seen the first two seasons, like I told you guys. So, I just got done with the second season today. So, I actually, I've watched about 29 episodes in like three days. So, I mean, they're 20 episodes. 20, 20 like episodes. 22 minutes. 22 but, minutes, yeah. I mean, and I, I kind of put them on while I'm working and shit like that. So, it's definitely one of those shows where, I mean, I don't think you need to put like 100% thought into like, man, I got to see what the fuck's going on. But I mean, I'm Not following really. along, and also because I remember these episodes, like I told you guys too before we started recording. So I definitely watched these first two seasons. I don't think I watched the third season though, but I won't know because I was I kind of skipped ahead on Hulu just because they're all on Hulu by the way. Yeah. To see like the episode names and to see if anything triggered anything, and I don't recall those ones. So maybe I watched half of season three. I don't know why I stopped watching it. See, the same thing happened to me. I've tried to marathon this show two times already okay and each time i think i get up to the third season and i finish it i know i got up to like the first two movies 
And then for some reason, I just stopped. I, I just you. started After noticing. that, there's still like three or four more seasons. Yeah, and it's not that I don't like the show. I love the show. It's, yeah, it's just funny. that other things catch my attention. I'm like, oh, I'm going to start watching this. Yeah, it's definitely not a show that's too serious, I think, too. I mean, it's about a guy that is, I mean, he gets frozen, wakes up a thousand <laughs> years later. Yeah. And he just, he's a delivery boy for a space, like, delivery uh, business, I guess, you know? And um, there's just a zany cast of characters. Like, I really like Dr. Zoidberg. He's just so fucking <laughs> so crazy. He's so random. He's a crab, basically. He's just always just doing weird shit. <laughs> and um, I mean, Professor I, Farnsworth so far, also. Yeah, he's so always far, in his pajamas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so far though, I really am enjoying it overall. It's one of those shows that I, I know that I'll I'll knock out the whole thing. Yeah. So at least I can say I've watched all of Futurama. It's one of those shows that I've. I mean, I'm glad that I've come back to it, basically. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that many episodes of Futurama or any of those kind of animation movies. So, like, yeah. any of the, not movies, but shows. But, you know, I, I don't mind the show. I liked it when I saw it, yeah. but I just never I really I mean, truthfully, I didn't even realize I'd watched as much as I'd already watched. Yeah. So Mike, is, Mike is really into the hard shit. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. any, anything below NC-17 and Mikey's is like, yeah. I can't. So Animated. What the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> just watch a real show. I'm like, dude, this is a hardcore porn, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know. Shit, live your life, bro. Um, other than that, guys, I've been also, um, I guess this is, I, I talked about this a couple months ago, but I, I fell off the wagon a bit. I, I'm rewatching, I'm re- not rewatching, but I'm trying to finish up all the Alfred Hitchcock films as well. Uh, I've had that Blu ray collection that Nabil bought me, like, I kid you not, seven years ago. So I'm finally Yikes. just, yeah, you're telling me. It's been one of those things where I constantly always look at it and I'm like, fuck, I need to watch those. Just like I have the whole James Bond collection, which I, one day, you know what? I wouldn't mind us doing like a marathon. P- pulling a bit of a Marco there, aren't you? Yeah, That's a, a long marathon though. No, but I think for a James Bond marathon, here's my idea, guys. Do it per actor. We could split it by like per actor. Like, oh, these are the yeah. Sean Connery years plus George Lazenby, you throw them in. Then you go into the, um, uh, Rocky you want to do this Timothy before uh, the new Bond movie? Is that what you're saying? I almost kind of want to go a little deeper down the rabbit hole. It'd be cool because I mean, it's been a, I've actually seen every single James Bond movie. Um, yeah. You said how many movies are in the collection? Uh, for James Bond? Yeah. Fuck, man. Uh, twenty four. That sounds so. Right. We'll be going where Bond no pal 25. has gone before. Oh no! I mean, <laughs> we would we couldn't do them all in one sitting. It'd be it'd be it'd be rough. I'm just saying because our max is. The MCU, which was only like 21, 22 movies. Yeah, it was 22 for that one, right? Oh, yeah. you're talking about that? Oh, yeah, man. so... Are these are... Sh- uh, not all of them are shorter. Um, I'd be kind of cool. Have you seen them all, guys? Have you- I, I've, I've seen not, them all. no. Okay. Um, I haven't seen them all in HD, I can say that much. Oh, yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> At least I can be like, that's like a brand new experience. I can see... We Maybe we Timothy should pull this on Instagram, see if people want us to do this. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe we should. But going back, though, the Hitchcock... There's 15 movies total. It goes, it's not every Hitchcock film, though. He's obviously done more than 15 movies. It's just some of his more popular films and some of his... It's like throughout the years, leading from like the early 50s all the way to 1976, I think, for his last one. With uh, the... The Day is Mine. Um, so, so far, I mean, I've I've been posting the reviews on Facebook and stuff, and I guess some people get kind of pissed because I'm like... I don't actually rate them all like the highest. Because, man, not all of them age well, man. These Hitchcock films? Yeah, they're great, but I think they're dated, especially for some things with like special effects, I think. Yeah. True. I think a lot of people go with the uh, name value because oh, it's yeah, Sean Connery. Yeah. You're going by the name, so you're not really looking... Talk about Hitchcock? At... Sorry, because we're talking about... Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, what I the fuck? we're going like... Hitchcock. Yeah. yeah, okay, well, <laughs> like, same, same difference, same difference. Oh, no, like, those movies are amazing, though. Yeah, Sorry. but, I mean, like, same difference. You you go by the name value. That that particular director or actor has clout, so everybody so. excuses those films a little bit more. So I, I get what you mean. And, I mean, I, I'm not saying... I mean, don't get me wrong. Alfred Hitchcock, brilliant filmmaker, uh, ahead of his time. It's yeah. just that, you know, in 2019, you got to look through 2019 goggles, and it's there's certain things that just don't work anymore. And it's, I mean, certain effects are strange. I think a lot of times the lead actors are a bit too old for the roles that they're playing, which was common for that time too, though. So, I mean, they're going for like the big names and like handsome guys. So they're not trying to be like, oh, there's some unknown guy that's handsome for the period. Actually fucking 30, you know. They're supposed to be gentlemen, right? Most of the time. I mean, yeah, they're pretty good looking. So. (laughs) Quite dapper. (laughs) Yeah, quite the the gentleman. Um, So far, I mean... 
I've seen a lot of them before, but I'm rewatching them now. I've never seen these. This at the time when this came out, they some of these had never been released on Blu-ray. So North by Northwest is a brand new like collection of it too. That I think that's still one of my favorite films. That and Psycho are probably the top two so far. And I do actually like Vertigo quite a bit. And um, that's I, one I've yet to finish. Yeah, that one's cool. It takes place in San Francisco too. I mean, a lot of his films actually take place in San Francisco or around this area, which is cool. Uh, I will say though, there are certain ones that I just don't like. It's just I, I've watched a lot of random ones now too. It's like well, man, you're bound to not like all like of the man them. who knew too much. I just didn't like. I mean, which is a remake of his 1937 film, which I just didn't like. And then um, like the birds, I didn't think was that great, even though it's kind of cool that it takes place in Bodega Bay. So it's like, oh, I mean, relatively close, but just not my slice of pie, I guess. You know, I still kind of enjoy it just because of the pure nostalgia from watching when I was a kid. I, yeah, see, but the thing is, I had actually seen this movie before because I, when I went to write a review, I already had a review in there. I was like, oh, I've, I did this like <laughs> nine years ago. So you fucking cheated, okay? No, it was weird because then I went, I rewrote, a, I rewrote the review though because I was like, let me update this a bit because now you know I include actors, actresses, and all this bullshit. So it's just like, man, I guess when I was studying it in film school, I didn't like this. <laughs> so, man, <laughs> even then, I was like three out of five. I was like, mm, that holds up. That's about a three and a five for me. That's it's just that bad. that movie doesn't go anywhere too. So um, overall, though, I have five more films. I'm uh, watch. I'm actually watching the one with Sean Connery now. By the way, uh, <laughs> it's called Marnie. So there we go. That's the one I will be watching next. Hopefully, by the time you guys all hear this, I'm I'll be close to being done with this because I'm trying. I usually knock one out a night. So if I if I follow through on this outside of editing stuff, by next week I'll be done. Right on. Supposedly. So. I mean, I knocked out like four or five in the last week, so. All right. Uh, what about you, Mikey? What have you been watching? Uh, so every, uh, like, October, I watch a Halloween-esque movie oh, um, every day of the week or every day of the of the month. Uh, so a little monster madness here, huh? Basically, yeah. So I would watch Shock-tober. a lot of slasher films. So I saw, like, the first three, Friday the 13th. I saw a couple of the uh, Nightmare on Elm Streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the classics, you know, Hocus Pocus. You uh, watch any of the remakes? I watched, yeah, I watched them all. I mean, the remakes of Friday the 13th and <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. You know what? They, they're okay. They're, not, they're yeah. not terrible. I still watch them. I like them. Yeah. I enjoy them. Last year, they're, I did They're a, pretty uh, bad. Yeah, I didn't binge watch all the. Fr- I did the Friday Thirteenth last. No, like a little bit more than last year, but all I I recently watched every Nightmare on Elm Street. So. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I, I mean, like they're them. okay, and I watched the remake too. By the way. Yeah. So I I, I ended them all with the remake. Truthfully, the Friday Thirteenth remake okay, and the Nightmare on Elm Street remake is like, uh, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. I like that they used the guy that played Rorschach. Cause, I was gonna say Rorschach as yeah. Freddy. He actually does a pretty decent. He does a good job. job. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not Robert England, though. No, I mean, no one is. So, but it's hard to truthfully, that between legend. the two movies, though, I still like Friday the Thirteenth better. Yeah, I do too. I like that shitty horror films, man. Well, it's just like a straightforward <laughs> slasher film. Like it's yeah, it's just good all around. The other one's like he's in your nightmares. <laughs> they they pay good homage to the original. They revisit the history a little bit better. So yeah. yeah. So you one a day though? God yeah, man. I watch I watch one a day. Um, it's usually just random. I have like a big list. I just. Yeah, I mean, is it like new stuff or old stuff too? It's, it's a mixture. So I have some of the Netflix stuff that came out, like uh, they're in the Tall Grass is on oh, there. Oh, I just downloaded. I that haven't today. watched that one yet. I watched that this week. We're gonna watch that tonight, actually. So it looks really good. I'm kind of excited about that one. So there's there's a lot of different stuff. I just put 35 films on there. I kind of hit a random button. It just spits one out, and I watch it. Nice, um, especially so. with the power going out in, in <laughs> yeah. about four hours. It's good to download these ahead of time. Yep, we're yeah. about to go to the Dark Ages here, guys. Thanks, so. PG&E. <laughs> See, we're current. Movie pals current. Sorry, Mikey. <laughs> and uh, what's been like a standout for you out of these? Uh, well, my, my favorite Halloween movie is Trick or Treat. That's a good not one. Not a lot of people have seen it actually. I talk about it all the time to my friends and well, not you guys because you guys see everything with us. But, uh, but I don't think Marco, have you seen it? I have not seen this one. It's an anthology film that loosely yeah. connects. There's supposed to be a sequel, by the way, years ago, but it just never happened. I thought I saw something about it, but I could never find it. So, they were supposed to make yeah. something with that little jack o' lantern fucking kid. So yeah, and there, there's all kinds of weird stuff that happens. There's not really like a central storyline for it, really, but it's just a lot of like kind of like short stories almost. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good film, and it kind of just revolves around Halloween in general. So it's really I just remember it's renting that one randomly with uh, one of my old friends back in the day. Like ran like off a of red box. We're like, well, let's just check it out. I heard it's good. And actually, I was like, it's pretty good, man. Yeah, it's one of my favorites overall. Um, other than those, like uh, Halloween type movies, I've been watching Titans. I just bought it, the series or the the season one on uh, 
it's on DC Unlimited. Yeah. So I don't have DC Unlimited, so I just bought the season off of one of the other sites like Movies Anywhere. Or it got renewed like for that. second season also. It did. Right? It's, so that's it's what a, currently in its second season right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. And actually, I, I heard it was really good with Doom Patrol 2, which is another DC Unlimited. So yeah, I those are... I actually even heard Swamp Thing's good. Swamp even though Thing it got canceled. Really it was just because yeah. the, the director and the people just like hated each other or some shit. It was also really expensive from what I heard. Yeah. yeah. So well, Those yeah. are the main three that I heard from the, the DC app that are actually yeah. worth watching. Those are actually the only three on the DC app. <laughs> oh, I thought they had another one. They, they have one more, I thought. They have yeah. a cartoon, Young Justice, okay, but yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody true. likes that, apparently. I remember Nabil was big on Young Justice. I just had never seen the previous seasons, yeah. and I think that was season three or four or something like that. That sounds right. But yeah. then, I mean, on, they have the reruns of all the bad... Any animated shows on there, too. Right. All the oh, they, uh, Krypton. All that's Krypton. That's the other one I'm thinking. Oh, that's sci-fi, though. That's sci-fi channel. You're right. Yeah. Fuck sci-fi channel. Uh, <laughs> so do they don't, don't know how to market it. They don't know how to market it. Yeah. yeah it's it's hard to, that got canceled, too. That's why. Yeah. After the first season, right? I actually want to see all the DC... Yeah. Uh, second season, I think it got canceled okay. now. I actually want to see all the DC uh, shows. I heard Titans is hella good. It's actually, I'm, I'm six episodes in. It's actually been a really good show. It's a little bit more darker than I expected, which is good. Action's really good in it. Um, you know, there's uh, Robin. Is, you laugh? <laughs> fuck Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Robin's a little bit more, uh, he's on his own now. So he kind of split from Batman. He's kind of uh, doing his own thing. He's like and, just chain smoking and shit. I don't know what the fuck yeah, he's doing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, and they get together with all, you know, a lot of people don't know what Titans are, but it goes, but it, you know, kind of follows Robin a little bit. Um, Raven's in it, Starfire, and Beast Boy are the main people that are in this, the movie, too. So it kind of introduces how they meet each other and that kind of stuff. So nice. it's been pretty good so far. I like it a lot. That's awesome. it for me for as far as recent movies and shows. Nice. What about you, Marco? What you watching? Man, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I, I finished a couple shows. The first one is The Americans, which is the FX... Oh, nice. You, went back. you finished it, huh? Yeah, finally. It took that me a took while. That took you like a year to finish that last <laughs> one? Yeah. Because like, season six eventually. came out in 2018 last year. I heard it was, like you said before, I think, like you and Nabil kind of said it was like the last season's like, yeah. Yeah, I was kind of split on it. All right, I'm sorry. Honest. Was it the previous season that wasn't good? The, uh, one of them wasn't what? good, apparently. The, this one, I want to say that actually season five, rewatching it again, Leading up to season six, yeah, was actually pretty good. If you watch it back to back, I think uh, okay. watching it in its original uh, airtime, I don't think Waiting I would enjoy it as much. Yeah, I, I think it flowed better just as a continuous flow. I gotcha. So season it's one of those shows that is a bingeable show. It's a really good for binging. Yeah, I think. See, season six, I felt had a, it's a satisfying ending. I don't think it's great. It's not brilliant. It's not anything no. I would talk about for days on end unlike other shows like legion or hell even the youtube red original cobra guy had a better season finale and that's that's just a season finale not a series finale but uh, overall it was still enjoyable and just real quick recap the the show it stars carrie russell as elizabeth jennings and matthew reese as her husband philip jennings it also stars noah emmerich as stan beeman and it takes place at the height of the cold war and essentially Elizabeth and Philip are KGB spies, and they're part of a program in which they send their spies to the U.S. to fully integrate as a U.S. citizen. They don't have accents. They don't speak a word of Russian when they get here, even though they are fluent in Russian. And they just pretty much infiltrate by impersonating a regular American family. They have, they're married. They even have kids who are born as U.S. citizens, and that's basically the gist of the show. In season six now, it's been a while. They've been in the game already for, in the show, it's about like seven years. Because I believe season six takes place in like 1987, 1988. So it's been a while. Oh, okay. And they do a bit of a time jump in season five and six. So, because I think season four leaves off on 1984, 1985. And so now what's going, what's what's happening with Russia, if you're familiar with history, is they're it's near the, the end of the Cold War now, and Russia is sort of in disarray. And, well, at this point, it's the USSR, the Soviet Union. And it's sort of it, at the start of its collapse. Gorbachev is trying to sort of integrate more of a democratic government. And so the KGB, which is super loyal, is trying to prevent that and sort of, in a way, start a coup, basically, yeah. in order to remove Gorbachev. From power, and this is actually stuff so it that falls along. With yeah, it's, it's stuff yeah. that real the 
that really happened in history, so there's no spoiler Did you, there. So, I mean, it's not the strongest of the endings then? You'd um, say? Not, not really. I, I just feel like... It was leading up to a certain conflict because their their neighbor, Stan Beeman, is an FBI agent, and he's been on the tail of these so-called ghost agents that are fully integrated in, into America, and you would never suspect that they were KGB spies. Yeah. And it's sort of something that they started in the earlier seasons that the FBI was really after these agents. They sort of went away from that, and now they're, they're circling back to it. And you, you feel like it's going to lead to like a big confrontation or something between the FBI and these agents that are hidden within the U.S. But it, it doesn't really get there. I, I guess they were trying to subvert expectations. But to me... By being it, shitty? Yeah, basically. What if we make it not fucking interesting? Or how I like okay. to call it, lazy writing. So yeah, I mean, that's a, a, lot of se- a lot of shows don't know how to end. Yeah. But overall, I did enjoy the show. I like the dynamics between Carrie Russell and Matthew Reese. You get to see their partnership develop as well as their relationship as husband and wife. You get to see how this job challenges them yeah. challenges them because they're trying to stay loyal to the USSR. But they're also opening their eyes to how real America really is. How you know the, each government lies to each other. How one side's evil, the other side is evil. And really, no side is truly like the quote-unquote good guy. Yeah. Because as much as you see... Russia try to do shitty stuff. You see the Americans try to do shitty things too back. Whenever, you know, each country tries to do something beneficial for the both, the other tries to one-up them and just kind of distort that because they want to seem like the good guys in the end. And you, to see these two characters struggle with that is amazing, as well as juggle their everyday life. I, I really enjoy that. How their relationship with their kids sort of evolves Throughout the show, I enjoy, although they sort of let that aspect of the whole plot, they, they let it go towards the end of the show, and they only really yeah, develop the doctor on, more, yeah. the, the daughter more, not the doctor. So, the overall, if, I mean, if you like spy thrillers, then I think you'd really enjoy this show. It was six seasons total? Yeah, six seasons total. Each season is only about 12 episodes, 12, 13 episodes, so it's not that hard to binge. I do like overall the the uh, the action that they do have in the show is pretty interesting. What little of it there is, because a lot of it is just developing the tension, and it can get really violent. And season six specifically, because they knew they were getting the show, it gets pretty fucking violent. And like, it's just like, well, holy shit, man! They're really like, they're not pulling their punches with this one. So, I overall enjoyed it. Not a hundred percent satisfied with the way it ended, but I still enjoy it. And you said this is on Epics. It's on. It was on FX. Now it's on Amazon Prime Video. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because I thought it was on USA originally, and that might be why the action kind of got better when they moved to something like that. Maybe I thought it was always on FX, but you could be right. Who knows? I'll have to look that up. The other show I've been watching and finished was Euphoria, which is the HBO original that came out this year. This one stars Zendaya as Rue, Hunter Schaefer as Jules, and Jacob Lordy as Nate Jacobs. And basically, the whole show takes a look at the lives of a group of high school teenagers as they struggle with real issues such as drugs, sex, and violence, basically, as as they're growing up. And I got to say that this show is pretty damn fucking good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, you saw I've heard, it? Yeah, I've heard good it. things about it Dude. from you and also other people, too. Yeah, Man, Zendaya is a really good actress. I, I got to give that to her. Like, she just does a phenomenal job as a person struggling with drug addiction. And one of the things that I have heard about the show is that it, the, the way it portrays addiction and the, like, the fiending for drugs and the withdrawals is very much accurate to how it feels to people who really struggle with, with that issue. But it... it touches on other aspects of teenage life as well as like discovering your sexuality um addiction with uh, horrible addictions like addiction to like power addiction to just being like a shitty person overall and the whole show starts off with uh rue going to a high school party that's hosted by a football player and she bumps into the new girl, Jules, and apparently some events happen, and the the main bully of the show, Nate Jacobs, played by Jacob Elordi, starts some shit and makes a huge scene, and everything that happens at this party 
just leads to different events occurring throughout the show. It's a very short show. It's only eight episodes long. And some episodes focus uh, like specifically on like one single character, which is pretty cool. I like how they do that. But you get to learn the dirty secrets of like each person and how they're developing as a character. Um, the character of, of Jules has you know a weird secret, and that unravels throughout the show as well, too. Meanwhile, the bully, Nate Jacobs, discovers what that secret is, and somehow he's involved. And I'm really trying not to spoil it because it's a very huge reveal. And it just pretty much just leads them down to like the events that unravel towards the end of the show. That's all really I can say. Yeah. Just being very cryptic because so, I can't. So plays Pokemon it, cards. What is it? I mean, yeah, he, he can't really go into any more than he did really without ruining the show. Yeah, yeah so that so. bitch playing Pokemon. But I did, But the what I like about it is that it it's not just like well, at first I just thought it was just going to deal with drug addiction, but it, it deals with so many other like issues that I feel it handles very well especially all the social commentary it brings up. There's one specific scene where Zendaya is like really like fiending for drugs. And it's probably one of the most powerful scenes because she's just losing her shit on someone. And it's just her just breaking down. And it was just done so well. I was like, wow, this is a really good show. But it's very graphic. I will say that. It's super graphic. You like It's super sexual. You see like you see everything in this show. So, I mean, if that's not for you, then, you know, this, this show is probably not for you. Um, I will say that uh, they do give a warning before each episode of how graphic shit really gets in the show. So, um, thanks, HBO. Well, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things, actually, that kind of shocked me because it's about high school students, right? So, it was like, I, I wasn't expecting it to go that far with that other stuff. So, yeah. it kind of pulled me out of it for a little bit, but I did like the show overall. I, I really enjoyed it. And I do like the aspect you were talking about kind of before. It's like they do like one episode on each character, but it still fits in like an overall arcing storyline. So it, yeah. kind of, it kind of just it just worked perfectly. In my you opinion. see how everyone is connected. And sometimes the way each episode is filmed is just like vastly different because they'll do flash forwards or they'll do flashbacks. Um, they do one episode near the end that is completely different than the rest that involves yep. uh, Zendaya trying to solve a specific mystery that involves the the certain secret that I was talking about that I can't really talk about. Is this a Scooby Doo <laughs> reboot, bro? What are we? What yeah, are we basically. <laughs> you'll, I mean, you'll you'll have to see it, but it's done very fucking well. <laughs> and when it delves inside the mind of Rue and how like it, her mind like works and the way her memory is and the fact that she's not really a reliable narrator as well is also like very much interesting. So, yep. I. I I highly recommend it if one you're a fan of Zendaya and two if you really like these really like deep graphic types of TV shows. Yeah, if you can get past the the, the graphic nature of everything, then it's going to be a great show for you. Yeah, yeah, nice. But um, aside from that, that's pretty much all I've been watching. Awesome. We've got a good little uh, mix here today, guys. Uh, let's move on now to our topic of the week. It's the topic of the week. All right, guys, so for the topic of the week here, I just wanted to go because we are three quarters of the way through 2019. We've got four months left, right? Yeah. No, three months. No, three, yeah. Shit. Fuck, we can't count. Sorry. I don't know. (laughs) Matt too well. Uh, So overall, guys, I mean, what is the remaining film for you guys, plus an honorable mention, uh, that you guys are most looking forward to? 2019 here. I just want you to, like, tell me what the movie is, why you are looking forward to it. And if you think it's going to live up to your expectations, basically. That's all. And they just briefly mentioned the honorable mention. Uh, starting with you, Marco. I am looking forward to 1917. I hoped today might be a good day. Hope is a dangerous thing. You have a brother in the 2nd Battalion. Yes, sir. They're walking into a trap. Your orders are to deliver a message calling off tomorrow morning's attack. If you fail, it will be a massacre. Let's talk about this for a minute. Why? We've got orders to cross here. That is the German front line. If we're not clever about this, no one will get to your brother. I will. The World War One movie directed by Sam Mendes, and 
primarily I'm looking forward to it because I've appreciated some of Sam Mendes' work, specifically Skyfall. I really enjoyed yeah, that movie. Yeah, solid movie. Yeah, and also because of the fact that World War One isn't really showcased. Not that we want to, like, glorify... I'm not saying we're going to glorify war. Oh, no, war's yeah. pretty or anything like that. But a, a lot of the times when we think of World Wars, we think of World War Two. There are more World War Two movies than World War One. Oh, there and definitely is. Yeah, I I'm hoping that it shows just the impact of the Great War and how it really changed things and revolutionized yeah. things. It looks interesting, century, though. Yeah, for the 20th yeah. century. So, from what I've seen, everything looks really cool and epic. It's kind of akin, almost to like Dunkirk, really. Du- Dunkirk kind of mixed with is. Saving Private Ryan. In a way, yeah. Because, I mean, if you've seen the trailer, you'll understand why, basically, like, these two soldiers have to save one of their brothers um, from an uh, imminent attack from the enemy. Yeah. But overall, I've been really impressed from the visuals and the trailers, and I'm really hoping it does live up to my expectations. I wouldn't be surprised if it did live up to my expectations because of the caliber of director Sam Mendes is. And, yeah, that's just definitely on on my top list for movies to look forward to. Nice. Uh, what's your honorable mention? Honorable mention would probably have to be A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. The uh, Mr. Rogers. Tom Hanks one, yeah. Yeah, Tom Hanks one. It just it looks pretty interesting, and I'm, I was pretty impressed with how Tom Hanks portrayed Mr. Rogers in the trailer. So Yeah, yeah. it looks good. Uh, what about you, Mikey? What's your movie? Uh, so, uh, Ford v. Ferrari is the movie I went with. How long have we known each other, Ken? I ever break a promise to you? I will put you in the driver's seat at Le Mans. If you just shut your mouth and let me do my thing. All right. Come in. Morning, Shelby. Morning, Molly. I'm Pules. I'll go to hell. folks, Ferrari wins the 24 Hours of Le Mans for the fifth consecutive year. Mr. Ford, Ferrari has a message for you, sir. What did he say? He said Ford makes ugly little cars in an ugly factory. And, uh, he called you fat, sir. Nice. Um, I really think it's, it's got two actors that I really like. It's Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Um, it's the whole story. I mean, I've, I know the story already, so I kind of know what's going to happen, but... Okay, spoil uh, it for yourself. <laughs> just kidding. I, I think a lot of people know the story. Yeah, so it's just you know Ford's trying to Fuck, take over Ferrari. I wonder if they win. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. But I mean, it looks really well acted. It looks really well laid out. Yeah. Um, you know, I just I, I really think it's going to be a great movie, and I really do think it's going to hold up to that expectation. I think it's yeah, gonna be really I good. think so too. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, what's your honorable mention? Uh, so I'm going to go with the Irishman. Um, it looks really good just in general, but I'm really kind of I know like the whole Netflix versus theater kind of thing is happening, and I'm. This is hoping... one of the, the 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 weirder ones though. Like we talked about, it's actually releasing on what no November first or second in theaters. Yeah. yeah, and then it doesn't come out till like Thanksgiving on uh, Netflix. Or yeah, the twenty seventh, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. so Which, that three and a half hour length is probably what worries me a little bit. Some people might not be too keen on that. I mean, I don't mind. I, I'll fucking watch a movie however long it is but i'm almost like man do we watch it in theaters or do we watch it on netflix you know it's i've heard it's really good though it's gonna be limited though when it comes out in theater right yeah we might not even be able to i mean with the plethora of theaters we have around here we probably could if you really wanted to yeah sure i'm pretty sure like alamo draft house would probably get i'm pretty sure like berkeley like shattuck cinemas probably have it too yeah there we go so uh so for me guys my most anticipated film is going to be star wars episode 9 the rise of skywalker
Uh, um, the Star Wars. The sir? Star War. The Star War. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Solo too? No. Um. So <laughs> I. I mean, it's Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I didn't like Episode Eight. I've actually only seen it once. Still haven't seen it twice. So. So I'm gonna watch them all. I mean, Marco, you saw it three times at the theater, Tommy. <laughs> the fuck are you, Tom? I've also seen it two times at times. home. Four times, sir. Yeah, uh, I just, so, just watched it on Netflix. It, I mean, it's it's not bad. I mean, it's not as I mean, terrible as I thought it was when I first watched it. I didn't really like it the first I've time I've let around, two so. years go by, and, you know, it's yeah. like one of those things where, you know, time heals everything, right? Um, It's the capping off of the Skywalker saga. It's not the end of any Star Wars films or anything, so that's going to be fun. I mean, you know. Is it going to live up to it? I don't know, really. It's, I'm 50-50 on that. I'm not sure. I it, hope it, it does, almost made my list. Yeah, I mean, I'm 50-50 on it. I hope it does, but I wouldn't be shocked if it doesn't. So, you know. At this um, point, we're just flipping the coin in the air. See yeah, where it lands. I mean, which is weird. I never used to feel about that about Star Wars, but maybe just because I'm older and I'm just like in a grumpier mood about shit. I don't know. I liked Solo, so but then no one else did apparently. Well, we did. I liked it. Yeah, I, I liked Solo. Like, I liked. Rogue I would one. love to. See, I'd love to see a fucking sequel to Solo, but it's not gonna happen. Roga Uno. And I mean, The Mandalorian looks like it's gonna be cool. That's probably truthfully that'd be more of an honorable mention, but that's not a movie, I guess. So I can't really use that. Right. Um. So my honorable mention though is going to be The Lighthouse, actually. So that is the new horror film from the same director that did The Witch. It stars uh Robert Pattinson. And also Willem Dafoe as two um, guys that work at a lighthouse. The horror cool. film. So Batman and Green Goblin. All right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So they basically, and I think it's something like one of them goes crazy or something like that. I, I, have, I kind of purposely stayed away from a lot of the trailers, looks but good, it looks like it's going to be really good. So, and I mean, I'm just looking for something good for 2019 to cap off with, guys. So it's been a rough year <laughs> in movies, man. It has been, but once again, there's still three more months. So God only knows what else we're going to watch before the end of all this. And that one. Sorry about that airplane flying by. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Mikey? Well, I was just gonna say the lighthouse just looks a little different than all the other movies that are coming. Oh yeah, out. it so looks intriguing. I mean, I mean, as much as I didn't like the witch, I can at least say that the tone and the overall story of the witch was absolutely fucking creepy. Yeah. So, and I mean, that ended on the weirdest fucking note possible. Yeah. Whew. So, I mean, this I can only imagine, and I've heard nothing but good things about this too. So, yeah. Yeah. It looks good. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's move on now to our review of Joker. Arthur, I have some bad news for you. <laughs> this is the last time we'll be meeting. You don't listen, do you? You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. And finally, in a world where everyone thinks they can do my job, check out this guy. When I was a little boy and told people I was going to be a comedian, everyone laughed at me. Well, no one's laughing now. You can say that again, pal. Hi, guys. So the IMDb description of Joker is a gritty character study of Arthur Fleck, a man disregarded by society. This is directed by Todd Phillips, who did Old School in 2003, Starsky and Hutch in 2004, The Hangover in 2009, Due Date in 2010, and War Dogs in 2016. Stars Joaquin Phoenix as Arthur Fleck, Robert De Niro as Murray Franklin, Zazie Beetz as Sophie DeMond, Francis Conroy as Penny Fleck, and Brett Cullen as Thomas Wayne. Starting with uh, you, Marco. Yay or nay? It's a yay. I really like this movie. And the funny part is I didn't know what to expect. I remember this. Even a year ago when they announced this. Yep. I Marco will, was like, I don't think so. I'll leave my own words. I'll admit it. I was not excited for this movie. I didn't know at the time what direction DC was going. I just wasn't satisfied with what they were doing at the time. At least not 100%. And then it just felt like they were backpedaling a little too much. So it's when this was announced, I was just like, "Man, what the I fuck mean, are they doing?" I think it's because after like Justice League and stuff, they they had no real like direction they were going into. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I don't know if they're doing one offs. They canceled a bunch of movies they they announced or exactly. So Cyborg it, disappeared. We it, don't know yeah, on, it was right? scary times, but I was pleasantly surprised. It's really exceeded my expectations. This is a movie that you will think about days after watching it and it definitely deserves a second view 
I know there's a lot of split decisions out there about this movie, but I really like how they visited the Joker as a character. Yeah. It's, a, it's a true character piece. And I mean, you showed up today in full face paint. so Basically, I mean. <laughs> right here. Do you want to hear a joke? He painted his tongue, too, just like the movie. James, knock, knock. No, I'm just no, kidding. But, <laughs> As on the, I was like, oh, spoilers, sir. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, I was impressed. I liked it. The cinematography was really good. Yeah. It, the, the shots that Todd Phillips used to film this, it, it, was, it was just very Scorsese-inspired, and the whole look and style of the film, the fact that it took place in the late 70s, early 80s Was it era. a little too Scorsese-inspired, you think? I, I mean, just a bit. Overall. Just a bit. I mean, there were some people that I talked to that had never seen you know, like many Scorsese movies, specifically yeah. Taxi Driver or The King of Comedy. I've never seen The King of Comedy. I've never seen it either, but I, I, I am interested in checking that out now. Me, me too. Yeah. And someone actually... There, I was watching a YouTube video where someone said that it was actually a little bit of that movie Network in there too. And I was like, oh, I could see that. Which I've seen, yeah. And and he showed some, some clips from it. But overall, I think... I think it's a must watch. It's a must see. I think the social commentary does speak to today's times. It, it at times does feel and seem a little too heavy handed, but I think it's mainly for, you know, the people in the back, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes there, but it worked and it worked for me. And it's a very different take on this character. And that's what I liked. I mean, there's a lot of similarities of the Joker and the Joker story and many of the versions that we've seen on film and TV. And I felt that this one was the most different and unique, but also still reminiscent of of the comic in the background and in the details. It's not so much in the front like some of the other versions, if, if that makes sense. But yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what about you, Mikey? Yeah, it's definitely a hard yay for me. Like, I really liked the movie. It was a really different than I expected it to be. Uh, you know, you you come from you know the the Nolan verse where, yeah, you know, which is Heath which Ledger. in in itself is a bit gritty, right? Right. You'd say more yeah. a bit more grounded. Yeah, and Heath Ledger did a great job on his per you know his vision of you know Joker, and mm-hmm. you're coming from that, and you're coming from like such the off the wall one of. Uh, Jared Leto, uh, with yeah, Jared Suicide Leto Squad, version, right? Suicide yeah. Squad, yeah. So, which I didn't mind. And, and, and I, I like both versions, right? Yeah, they're exactly. different, yeah. but they're you know their own thing, right? So, in this one, you kind of you know before you watch the movie, you kind of put it, you know, is it going to be like one of those or maybe which I mean because of, of Heath Ledger's performance, I think we're always going to compare that though, right? I think that's safe to say. True, uh, but like uh, Marco was kind of saying, it's really like a different take on the character as a whole. So that really kind of kind of shocked me a little bit, and I really liked what they did. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed the film. I like Marco said, I, it's a must watch in my opinion. Um, it's a little uh, intense, yeah. I guess is the best word to say. Um, so would, yeah, uh, you know, you got to kind of watch if you know. You know, we'll kind of talk about and a it's more, a but... true genesis yeah, we'll of the character versus some of the other versions. It's already like, oh, here he is, or a, a really quick transformation. Whereas this is very much a slow burn, and you really see like the creation of the the persona of the Joker. Yeah, you can or at least a persona of Joker. Yeah, a persona. A, a, their version of yeah, exactly their interpretation of it. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if you guys thought of it in a way but did you think there was an overall meaning to it of like about how society treats certain people and what can happen when that kind of person maybe is ignited by these kind of feelings i think not necessarily a person i think it mainly speaks to sort of how apathetic our society can be at times i don't think it necessarily speaks to a specific group but more or less a look at society and how Sometimes I'm not saying all the time, I'm not saying all the time we do this. I'm saying like sometimes there could be like a group of people or that could be just, you know, shoved aside. Just be like, oh, it doesn't matter, you know, like put just, yeah. put, you know, pull up your pants and just, you know, walk it off and stuff. And it's like sometimes it's that's just not always the case, you know. But yeah, I don't and think- I think it does a good job of showing like these are the kind of I mean, same. I don't want to spoil it. Obviously, we're going to spoil it, but it's it's an ignition of a character that has always felt left out and not, doesn't belong. And I think, uh, I mean, I guess I'm getting to what I'm, um, my thoughts of the movie. I I like this one a lot. I would, uh, you said it's intense, Mikey. I would say it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Yep. 
it's not a movie that I think some people will be able to handle overall. It's it gets pretty intense, um, which is strange because some critics have said that it's really boring or slow pace. But I, I, it's a slow burn to a point. But I I was I'm intrigued and I actually want to see it again. Like I said, so I don't think it can be. I don't get where someone could say it's boring. Like yeah. I honestly was intrigued the whole movie all the way through. You know, with something. Yeah, I, I, to to that, Mike, I, I find myself having to really like reiterate and tell people, don't expect a comic book movie. Yeah, don't expect an action movie. Like this is truly. I mean, truthfully, if it wasn't even called Joker, just like something else, this could be a complete different. Movie. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Like, and I think still, even a lot of people, like even I, still had to remind myself, like, okay, going in with an open mind, this isn't a comic book movie. It's going to be something very much grounded. Like J- James mentioned, how the, the Nolan verse is a little bit grounded in reality. I feel this is much more grittier and much more grounded than any other, you know, comic book character I've seen. Oh yeah, the story could really With, happen within right. within like the the I guess Batman verse. You know, this this isn't connected to the DCU, but I mean, a character from Batman. Obviously, there have been other graphic novels that have been grounded in reality, like Watchmen. You know, you could name a few other graphic novels, but specifically for a batman character like it's really like the most realistic yeah, yeah I, sure. I mean truthfully out of any marvel i mean not marvel i mean marvel or dc shit yeah any superhero there's nothing that has come to this point where and i think it's just because maybe we're at this point where we have so many of these superhero films that eventually something like this was going to happen yeah where someone's like hey what about like a realistic approach on stuff um Real quick, too, on it, I think Joaquin Phoenix is one of his best roles he's done. Man, he was really he good. He really embodies Agreed. the character, and I think he is standout in this entire film. Uh, I, I agree with Marco as well. I think it's shot beautifully. There's a lot of scenes that are... I mean, you got the stairs scene. you got the scene where he's just in a white faint face paint, which we'll get into spoilers. And yeah. It just it, it sets the tone for everything, too, and it's... It's unlike something I've, I haven't seen in a long time. I mean, I, we talked about 2019 hasn't had too much big hits, but I, I definitely feel like this is one of them. So, yeah. So, I mean, overall, I, I really, I really, really enjoy this movie. As uncomfortable as it made me, of course. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's it's meant to do that, and I think it does its job well. And maybe some audiences weren't prepared for that or aren't really used to a, I guess, comic book character movie mm-hmm. like doing that. But... Like you said, it's it was time for a change with so much oversaturation of comic book movies. It was just bound to happen. I mean, uh, jumping into it without spoilers too on it, there's a lot of controversy with the film. People think that it's going to trigger folk, and I think it has something to do with most likely that the um, uh, what was it the um, the shooter from when uh, Dark Knight Rises was dressed up as a Joker, maybe right. Um, I forgot what the name of the theater was. I apologize. Uh, not Sandy. There's been too many shootings, guys, apparently. Yeah. Um, so back when that came out, there was a guy that came in the theater and shot the place up, dressed up like the Joker and shit. Not a lot of violence in this film with anybody doing anything crazy like that, thank God. Um, but do you think this movie is a type of film that could trigger something like that? I know that's getting... I mean, we're not too political here, obviously. Right. I just want to bring it up, though. because I I it's, it's a fair question. Yeah. And this is probably a, a biased opinion on front coming from me, but... I mean, there's a whole bunch of violent movies out there where people are oh, yeah. their last limb. I mean, we've had movies like Falling Down. We've had... I we've mean, had... Look, look at the last Rambo movie. For Look at for all the Christ Saw sake. movies. Did anybody start like, I'm going to do that shit? Yeah, which is another I look think, at society as well, too. And that someone could actually really, really do these things. I, I just really think that it's a... If anything, it's a lens on society and really like zooming in and i think that's really uncomfortable the fact that it made people uncomfortable i mean that means that some of the commentaries on this really speak to us and say maybe these are the things that we're not really looking at and i think uh there was a quote from josh brolin thanos himself that he was saying that this movie what it does is it likes to really like look underneath the rug and see all the things underneath. Oh, yeah, it's not hiding away see. from anything, too. Exactly. And I think his quote is probably the best way of des- describing this movie. And that was really like a really short paraphrase. You can look up the quote if you want, but I think that beautifully states what this movie does. You know, c- can I say that no one will get triggered by this movie? I can't really speak to that. But I, I still think that the overall message and the overall commentary of this movie is just something that, you know, should be shown. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a character study, too, I'd say. Yeah. Just like a lot of films, a lot of character studies are, are kind of a slow burn. I, I always think back on, like, The Wrestler. 
with uh, our good old friend Mickey Rourke. So that's a, that's a really good. I, that's reference. how I look at it because, yeah. in a way, uh, the wrestler is a character a character-driven film as well. With a, I mean, is the arc of it's basically some guy trying to get a redemption in a way, but he realizes that this is who he is. Who's also treated like shit. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's treated like shit, but he's also, I mean, he at one time he it's a slightly different, obviously, because yeah. at one time he had a popularity and such like that. But I think with films like that, it's just it takes it's a character one, and I think some people, especially in the media, have probably taken it out of proportion. Yeah, for um, sure. I it's mean, definitely blown up to the point where, like, man, there hasn't been a shooting because of this. Like, dude, are we? Do we want this to happen? Exactly. It's like, dude, that's maybe that's something. We I know that's somewhat contra- controversial to say. I'm not right. trying to say that we agree with that, of course, but exactly. It's no, just, we're not as fans of the movie and it's being open to the opinions of it. I'd say, right? Um, I didn't have an issue with it. I didn't at once feel like, man, this is really going to fuck some people up. Well, we've been saying it's disturbing and that kind of stuff, but. Yeah, the way it's, it's presented like information-wise, I don't feel like someone could really get triggered with this movie. I mean, I'm sure there is someone that's going to relate take it a little bit more way, to probably, it, maybe, yeah. or right. or maybe take it the wrong way. But really, the way they present all the information, like Marco was saying earlier, you really have to think about it a lot, like how they present information. And you got to yeah. realize so, it's like this guy's like not all there too. This is right. like a madman getting crazier, and this at a full realization of his potential, I guess, it, in a way. Exactly. Which, I mean, could lead to something in someone, but I mean, for the most... I, I just wanted to bring it up, because I knew it's hard not to talk about this movie without talking about all the controversy. I mean, there's... Oh, constantly this last weekend, it's just been a bunch of tweets about people just shitting on it and yeah, talking about it, how, oh, yeah. I can't look into this because of the way that it represents and the mismanagement of themes and shit, but I, I truthfully never had an issue with it. Neither, neither do I. I don't yeah. think it misrepresented any of those themes or presented them presented them in an insulting way at no, all. No, not at all. If anything, it just... It, it's made to draw, like, some sort of empathy to those situations, not necessarily to the character at all. Like, if you're saying you it's, relate to I the think Joker it, character... Yeah, and I, mean, I don't think it's like, hey, this is the way to solve this issue. It's like, no, this is... this is Once again, it's a character study of how, seeing how somebody right. takes his journey and goes along with it. Right. And how and, our current society is, like, yeah. treating these issues that just... It's not helping either. Yeah. You know? So... I agree. Um, I want to jump into spoilers, guys, just because I think it's too hard to talk about anything else going forward on this one. And I mean, I I, I realize we talked about all the heavy shit now, too, but it's like, okay. So uh, if you haven't seen the film yet, I highly recommend just wait until uh, we get past this section. Skip ahead. So. Or stop listening to us. Okay, so in the spoiler section here, I uh, got a couple of things I just want to bring up, guys. So I'm going to bring this part up first. I know on our notes it's not um, overall what we have it in the section, but uh, how do you like that it did still have some connections to Batman in a way with the Waynes and showing the death of Thomas and Martha Wayne? I did you guys like that? I liked it. I thought that it was appropriate to kind of make it feel like a Batman character. I was curious as to how they were going to do it. I I did hear a rumor, well, not a rumor, but a, a fan theory about, you know, watch that all the chaos lead to Bruce Wayne's parents getting murdered. I mean, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah, and I, retrospect. I, 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 yeah exactly. And, like, this is, like, basically an Elseworld story, which is yeah. basically something that doesn't take place in the continuity of the regular DCEU. So I felt that it was interesting to see that it drew a connection between Batman and Joker, whereas they are two characters, two people that can't exist without each other. And mm-hmm. one, they're like a like a wheel. One constantly like moves or creates another. So it makes sense that in this interpretation, essentially, sort of, Joker creates Batman and Batman creates in Joker a way, in yeah. a way. You know, and it works hand in hand. So that worked for me. Yeah. What, what did you think, Mikey? Yeah, I mean, it's it's it worked the way they presented all the information. It was lightly touched yeah uh, which works for the kind of movie it was mm-hmm. so it worked out well um like you said kind of the, the back and forth between i mean there's interactions with bruce as a kid yeah. and 
you know, there's other stuff that go along with his dad, you know. Whooping so, Alfred's ass. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, plus, <laughs> plus the fact that the, the Joker himself is not really a reliable narrator, like, yeah. in itself. This is, it, it's, it gets inspiration from The Killing Joke where he says, you know, I, sometimes I remember my history one way, sometimes I remember Yeah, another. I mean, the, and I, for me, truthfully, it works as, like, it reminded me of the Elseworld kind of comics in a yeah. way. Especially with showing, like, the grittiness of, like, the Waynes. Like, they're not all super clean. Which is like the often like you always see it from Bruce Wayne's perspective in like exactly. the movies like oh his dad was a great guy he was a doctor and all this shit and this one's showing you like this dude like punches him in the face and is like don't touch my fucking son again you know yeah. at one point and like he's like everyone who's Which, below I mean, him makes sense yeah but, everyone who's below him he sees as nothing basically and he's like you're either you know part of the elite or you're not see but in a way I don't even know if that's truthfully the way he sees it or the way that Arthur sees him right yeah exactly because truthfully like maybe that. he is a good guy and Arthur just sees him as like a, this guy that looks down on him because he's never been accepted yep because he thinks that you know spoiler here of course he thinks that Thomas is his dad because right. but then. I mean, they touch upon it with his mom. She's not all quite there, Penny. But and then they kind of hint that maybe, maybe there just was something happening. But they leave it open ended, which I like too. That's so. that's one of the things that I really appreciate about the movie itself is the fact that you can't always take everything at face value, and you're yeah. constantly questioning it. Is that how he remembers it? Is that how he wants to re- remember it? Or yeah. is that how he views it? You know, things like that. That movie constantly like reminds you too that the person the narrator of the of the movie is crazy yeah because there's like things that he that didn't really happen that are yep, exactly being displayed to you and then you don't trust like what his, you're seeing the whole movie basically with his relationship with sophie right is yeah. the biggest one yeah which i kind of saw happening by the way because she knows his name when he never introduced himself <laughs> you, you caught that and i did yeah. and it, it was it was one of those aha moments where it's like, like oh shit or do they know right. each other already well, see, that's the thing is like uh, it doesn't really give you that kind of background on a lot of the characters, right? So you kind of uh, have to fill it in yourself, and depending on how you fill truthfully, it. Truthfully, I was like, maybe they do, but then they're right. so awkward in that elevator. I was like, there's no fucking way. Yeah, right? but that that revelation where he's just sitting in the in the room in her living room, and she's like, "You're in the wrong apartment," and you realize, oh, right. oh shit, and then they start showing all the scenes with her. You're like, oh man, it's it's crazy. It's Kaiser Soze moment. Yeah, it's <laughs> he's walking normal now. <laughs> was, he has no limp. <laughs> it was it was done so well. Uh, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like when Family Guy made for P, and he sees the girl Tur, and then he sees a Griffin like Peter Griffin. Right? <laughs> um, I I want to bring up a scene that I really liked is when he murders the coworker in his apartment. Yes. I think that was one of the best scenes where for he's sure. just white faced too. By the way, yeah. it's absolutely fucking nuts. He looks a uh, very it's vanilla very vanilla sky esque in that scene. By the way. It is. Uh, and he basically, the tension in that scene, because you don't know if he's going to kill the little person, uh, co-worker guy that he uh, kind of, that he knew from his clown school or whatever the fuck it was, the business. Dude, right? It's such a good scene because it's like, man, is he fucking with him? Then he even like pretends to, he's like still, he's so fucking nuts at this point. He even pretends to like try to grab him, but he's just fucking with him. And it's, then, it's one of the most Joker-esque moments yeah. where he's fully the joker persona yeah because at one moment he like he could kill you or let you live like yeah. just depending on I how mean, he, he just feels. took down the big guy too so i was like holy shit dude yep. he just chugged him and it was brutal too like how he took that him is down. one of the was, most brutal scenes i was yeah. like holy shit dude he's just covered in blood yeah the way the it's blood nuts. splashes on on his white yeah. painted face i think was done so well too it's, it's such a good shot i mean once again it's it's completely grotesque yeah but it's one of those things where it just works and it that kind of defines the film in a way that that scene to me is like the one that like man this is fucking crazy which again in answer to like the the violence and glorification of violence quote unquote i'm doing air quotes again if you know the character the joker you know that he's a very violent character and like this is again this is the the beginnings and the start of that to see how he you know becomes that that character and yeah. just carries out these acts of violence and i think for me that's why that works yeah so well which works me. i mean yeah. once again it's a different perspective of this type of joker too and i mean this is not the same joker that's gonna throw on 89 like a parade or some shit you mean like <laughs> <so>. <laughs> with prince played in the yeah. background this is not I mean, the same guy <laughs> i mean the riot kind of plays that role though right in a way but i mean it's different th- Different themes of the Joker, you know, which right. yeah. he, kill, he kills Bob a little earlier in this one. <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, Bob <laughs> eats it. So, uh, question then, 
I know this is hard to do because it's totally different ones, but where would you rank Joaquin Phoenix's Joker in uh, out of the, the actors that have played Joker? And even, I'd say, Mark Hamill's voice for him, too. Man, I would say that it's tough because I I separate this Joker from the other ones. I I have to judge him in a separate category because... But what because... if you couldn't? <laughs> what, what if, if you, had to, you had to rank him? One, two, three, four. I mean, you don't have to add the uh, 60s Batman one, though, because that was... Really? Totally with, the, with the painted mustache? Yeah. He, you sure? I mean, he kept the mustache. I know, exactly. He painted it white. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's the Apparently on the uh, trivia beforehand, he just really didn't like his mustache a lot, didn't want to get rid of it. I mean, that's creepy, bro. He does, has always looked weird, by the way. Yeah. I've never liked him. Uh, I've really never liked the, I'm just going to let you guys know right now, the uh, Adam West shit, I'm not a fan of that. It's, it's definitely different. It's, it's different. It's I can respect it for getting people to batman as a household name it's fun when you're drunk i mean yeah but (laughs) i remember watching some random episodes on like nick at night back in the day or some shit or tv land or something like that yeah but i've never really jumped pals and the stuff the 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 whole like effects got yeah got in the way i if i had to i would say that i would rank let's do the four then let's just do the four uh let's do five actually you gotta do jack nicholson heath ledger Jared Leto, Mark Hamill, and then Joaquin Phoenix. Ooh, uh, I would say it would be Ledger, Joaquin, Mark Hamill, Jack Nicholson, and Jared Leto. Nice. What about you, Mikey? Uh, I actually like the way that sounds, actually. Uh, You know, it's hard to, like what I was saying, it's like, it's really hard to place Joaquin Phoenix because it's such a different movie. Mm Mm-hmm. But his performance is really, really well done. Yeah. Um, but overall, Heath Ledger, just because it's like a... I it's mean, it more is of the classic yeah. type, too, and it's just like, fuck, yeah. it's crazy. He just fits the role that I yeah. expect from the Joker, and he mm-hmm. did it so well, so you could really have to kind of put him out at the top. Yeah. Uh, my number one's Mark Hamill, hands down. So whenever I think of the Joker, that's the voice I think of every single time. And that laugh, too. Yeah. Even if when they try to replace him in the Batman games with Troy Baker for like one game or some shit. Well, yeah, he did and most of the like, games, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, um, all three except Origins, I think, or some shit. Right. Yeah. He's right. he nails it in the Arkham games. It's just one of those things where, like, man, that's and, and even Kevin Conroy is like my Batman voice, man. Whenever I think of Batman, I think it's because um, as a kid, I watched like Batman Returns first, and then I watched like every single fucking episode in the animated series. So, and truthfully, back then, I didn't even know that was Mark Hamill. I didn't think that was. So it's one of those things where, like, um, for instance, you know, I knew who Luke Skywalker was. I didn't realize it was the same guy, though. I was like, what the fuck? When I found out later <laughs> on in life, I was like, no way. Yeah, it He's shocked me when joke. I found out it was Mark Hamill. I was like, no way. That's not Mark Hamill. But then Hamill. if you think about it, you can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially well, as Bar Strikes Back voice. I'm like, oh, that is him. And, and no joke, the cartoons are fantastic. Yeah. All, at least all the ones I've seen. I haven't seen all of them, but most of them. Oh, yeah. They're great. And they're great. all fantastic. All they're the ones fantastic. I've seen. Oh, they're great, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I mean, second, I'm going to go with you still. It's Heath Ledger for me, too. Just because, once again, that's the classic Joker to me. I mean, it's not too... I mean, it's dark. It's the first dark performance, but, man, Heath Ledger... I mean, he literally killed it. Like, so... Such a good such a good role. And then Joaquin Phoenix would be my th- uh, third one, man. Just because he's... I, I really liked it. He, yeah. He's enthralling the entire movie, man. Yeah. And then for me, it'd be Jack Nicholson. Because, once again, it's classic. And... The first real take. After rewatching it as well, I think all three of us saw it actually in theaters this year. It was that parade scene, huh? It was the actually the art scene with the Prince music too as well. <laughs> <laughs> where I like I actually like that scene where he's painted his face back to quote unquote normal and then he's peeling it off and it's like white underneath. I think <laughs> that that's still awesome. a really good effect, by the way. Yeah. yeah. It's that was cr- it's they creepy actually, too. They actually made that happen, really. Like they painted they, they must have done layers i'm assuming no they right? did yeah they did they, they asked like tim burton white why don't you just use like a mask and makeup and he was like no no no, no. it's got to be like, this. like have you seen Wee's playhouse <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh beetlejuice and then i mean unfortunately jared leto's last place for me it's just his take on it was a little different i i still don't think it's as bad as everybody Fuckboy Joker? Yeah. What? Well, I mean, Juggalo bo- Joker, bro? Juggalo Jug- Joker? That movie also is taking a different approach to a lot of the characters and like the style and everything like that. I still so. hope Leto comes back for one more. I ain't gonna lie. I, I think you give him a whole movie and he would actually do pretty good. Or show me the Joker. fucking deleted... All the deleted scenes, too, that had way more Joker in it. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's like 30 minutes of his fucking scenes were yeah. taken out. You Great. can tell because Suicide Squad has some choppy fucking editing, man. Even the extended cut, it's still pretty bad. <laughs> dude, man. it's still like... 
they still don't show you how the fuck he gets out of that helicopter nope. wreck. And apparently that was the whole thing is filmed. So yeah, will we ever know? I don't know. Maybe they Who use knows? some of the footage in uh, Birds of Prey. Oh, I thought you were like maybe they'll add it to the Joker movie. Mikey, I don't think you saw the same movie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so when does Joaquin become the juggalo? <laughs> when is it? When does he tattoos for? Hey, when does he get the? Gr- when does he get the grill? <laughs> the fuck? All right, guys. Any closing statements on this one? Just go see it. Really, like give give this movie a chance. I think that again, it's a, it's a must watch for me. If anything, for it being a character piece for the social commentary, and just for the performance of Joaquin Phoenix himself, he really immerses himself into the role. Like it mm-hmm. was really hard to see, you know, oh, this is Joaquin Phoenix playing a role. No, it was Arthur Fleck, aka the Joker, on screen, and the fact that he really carries the movie the entire time. Yeah, I don't think there's a single scene without him in it. Yeah. It is truly his. I think so. Yeah, movie. that's true. So, yeah, give it a shot, and if you've seen it already, give it a second watch because I guarantee you'll watch it with different eyes, and it'll give you a different experience. So, Mikey. Yeah, kind of the same thing. Uh, I would say ignore uh, some of the stuff you've read about it, um, some of the stuff you've heard as far as... I think a lot of people are anything. hating on this right, just yeah, to I, hate, by the way. I mean, I, I feel Agreed. like I heard about a lot of hate on it, and the people I heard the hate from didn't even see the movie. So it's <sighs> like... That's so, guys, if you're, if you're going to at least give us an opinion, please watch the film. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so, you know, just ignore a lot of the... Um, even ignore the good stuff you hear about it. Just go in there with an open mind, watch the movie. I think you'll enjoy it myself i enjoyed it a lot myself too yeah. so uh, I, yeah definitely recommend it by the way we did see the 70 millimeter screening of this film just to let you guys know oh yeah and uh apparently that's kind of hard to find uh it's only at 52 screens total in the entire united states so wow we saw a kind of somewhat special viewing of it at the alamo draft house so i really like this film it's definitely my top 10 so far for this year so i would highly recommend checking it out uh don't let us judge it for you i would say check it out for yourself it's an interesting film regardless even if this is not the type of film that you normally watch i would say at least uh check it out and let us know what you think all right guys with that that is the end of podcast number 58 of the movie pals podcast uh thank you once again for all you the listens the likes uh the sharing the ratings uh marco let me know how they can reach us check us out on our social media at movie pals pod on facebook instagram or twitter And as James was saying, thank you again for all the likes, all the subs, all the love that we're getting from you guys. Keep listening, keep giving us suggestions, and we'll listen to you. Also, if you check us out on Google Play Music, on iTunes, on Spotify, or on SoundCloud, hit that subscribe button, and you will never miss an episode. Yeah, speaking of which, our next episode is going to be episode 59. We're going to be doing one or the other, so you guys will figure it out. It's either going to be the new Taika Waititi uh, film, Jojo Rabbit, or the new horror film, The Lighthouse. We've yet to decide, but we you'll know when you see it. So hit the subscribe button, right? So until then, this is James. And Marco. And Mikey. Have a good one. <laughs>